Integrating storytelling in your marketing strategy can help boost your brand's relevance and authenticity. It can help your audience or customers relate to your brand and understand why they would want to be associated with you. But guess what? Storytelling can help increase your business sales too. In this episode, Robert Cristobal joins me and share his insights on how applying storytelling in your content can help increase your sales. Robert is the founder and content strategist of Frame 316, a digital content production company for branding, marketing, and training. You can know more about him and what he does on his website, frame316.com. Okay, let's jump in and listen to the conversation. What's up, everyone? This is Ray Baggio, and you're listening to Digitally Matters, a podcast for anything digital that really matters to you and your business. Let's start the show. Actually, I haven't met him in person because, for one, he's living in Singapore for, I think, 15 or 17 years now. Um, And my guest is Robert Cristobal. Robert is a content strategist and storyteller. Robert is also the founder of Frame 316. It's a digital content production company for branding and marketing and training. And I believe Frame 316 specializes in content creation and distribution for omnichannel marketing to amplify brand value and delivery for, for the clients. And tell us more about yourself, Robert. Hello and um, welcome sa, ano, sa mga nanonood and I'm glad to be invited by Ray, one of the active movers sa uh, industry ng digital content and marketing dyan sa Philippines. So about me, uh, I don't know, not much except that uh, my passion for learning and teaching is, prob- is probably the, the main reasons why I am where I am today, and it just translated somehow to serving people first, and then you know serving other people who have money to pay me while I serve them. But it's it's just about the passion to to grow because for me I started when I was in college. I started as a graphic. I am a computer engineering by profession, graduate, but when I was in college, I realized I don't want to do that, but I need to finish college. So mm-hmm. what I did when I was in college was teach myself Photoshop, uh, HTML, uh, what else, Premiere Pro. During that time, I know, wala pa masyadong internet nun, so books pa ginagamit namin. Mm-hmm. And of course, sa Philippines, sobrang accessible na mga installer. So yeah, that's where I started. And then, yeah, I began to grow my network somehow. Then I moved to Singapore. Then it's easy because infrastructure to, to set up a company. So I set up my own company here uh, 12 years ago. Yeah. I see. So I, yeah. you're, you've been in Singapore for a lot of years now, Robert, right? So yes. is, the, is the move to relocate from the Philippines to Singapore is more business related or is it like a personal if there's a personal purpose or reason behind it it's it's more of a, a combination of chance and you know exploring because i got 
tired uh, when I was in the Philippines. Eh, dahil nasa internet-related talaga yung gusto kong gawin. <clears throat> I found it really challenging no, sa yung speed ng internet, uh-huh. yung access to uh, infrastructure. And then I got the chance to visit. And like, <laughs> like many Filipinos in Singapore na nakapag-visit and you know, eventually nakahanap ng work. Kasi during that time, ano pa, medyo madali pa makahanap ng but I only worked a few months because <clears throat> I, I applied for a permanent residency. That's when I was able to up, you know, set up the company. But it's more of a combination of, you know, I, I want to be out of the Philippines and try something somewhere else. And yeah, my opportunity. So I grabbed it. Or other than the fact that our, our internet here in the Philippines or internet connection here in the Philippines, really suck in in terms of or compared to singapore's because i know it's re- it's really fast and also the you mentioned business registration and the business processes there um is really uh, faster than than how we do it here in the philippines right aside from these yes. compared to in, when it comes to delivering or in terms of attracting clients or um, delivering your services to clients what the uh, differences can you can you share with with us in terms of the type, the type of clients you're handling there in, in Singapore compared to here okay when it comes to clients of course when you are in in a foreign land although ako yung sorry i mean nagko-construction yata sa taas so ako yung foreign na dito for me this is you know my foreign land okay it's really challenging unang una i of course i i'm not from here and the first challenge that you would have is why would they choose me you know as a provider when there's a lot of them here in in singapore pero ang kita kong ano the advantage most clients are really um what they call this output nakafocus sila sa, sa sa output and you know they would decide based on the merit of are you able to do this and have you worked with uh big brands before and are you really able to deliver what what we're looking for that's how clients in singapore think so yeah when i was starting my first few clients were really you know challenging but when i first got my um my, my first big project in singapore was with a bank and that's you know that's when it started so i i really used that opportunity uh major um Matagal yung process ng project. Pero once I got the bank and I was able to close uh, APEC, uh, Brussels-based uh, transport parang agency ng government nila and yeah, yung, yung SMRT rito. So yeah. Pero sa Pilipinas, kasi when I, when I left the Philippines, wala pa social media na eh. So that time talagang word of mouth, you know, I was invited to speak, to teach. And connections lang talaga pero yung yung the way we pitch business right now back in the days sobrang ano word of mouth tatawagan mo maikipagkaibigan matagal kasi walang social media pero in terms of clients uh hindi naman sila nagkakaiba masasabi ko lang dito mas focus sila sa output sa Pilipinas kasi pag kakilala ka you know kahit hindi hindi mo kaya i-deliver you know they would get you parang ganun oh okay so it it was really like a challenge, especially in your first client, mo, de ba? Yep, it was. Okay. I see. Um, in terms of um attracting or choosing clients, do you do you do that? I mean, do you choose the clients you work for or work with, or do you have a certain like 
some 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 kasi they would prefer to to niche down or niche down they just um accommodate or cater to certain clients type of clients let's say kung sa construction industry lang sila construction industry clients mm-hmm. lang or, or banking in, in your case you started with uh, your first client was uh, with uh, was a bank so did you opt to go that route na bank na lang talaga since uh, you can deliver these things for for this for this uh, brand or are you also offering your services to other types of businesses so when i was starting that's a good question when i was when i started uh, it was a bit of a scattered approach kasi you know you just start to learn the strategy you, you learn the market mm-hmm. and you know you don't have the luxury to choose now oh i'm just going to choose let's say insurance you know insurance uh, space Yes. When you don't have connection in insurance space, by that time I have a few connections here and here and here, different industries. So as I started to build uh, the the business in in Singapore, wala talagang ano panon, walang niche. I don't even know how to package it, kasi nga parang I'm a multidisciplined uh, creator. So I started web design, graphics, then I moved to photography, video. So right now, nasa content strategy ako and more on the consulting area. Dahil nandun yung ano eh, para nandun yung client facing na madali. If you're able to prove to them na, hey, this is what you need, you know, and this is why you need that, and then they agree, then I would produce what they need, parang ganun. Pero it was only recently when I just really niche down. Kasi importante yun. Kasi nga, lumaki yung market, di ba? Lumaki yung internet. Lumaki yung may access sa, uh, dumami yung websites. So, if you still have the same strategy, mahirap. So, right now, uh, ang naging niche ko for the past uh, few years, nag-focus ako sa mga, ano, ang mga clients ko, major na agency. Kasi, nakita ko, for, na-discover ko in Singapore, agencies, they charge so many, ano, uh, parang uh, very pricey sa clients nila. Mm-hmm. And they don't have most the agent, mid-level agencies, they don't have in-house creatives like me. So they would look for me, you know, and, and deliver the the project to the client. Pero parang white label. Yeah. Pero when when I did that last year, you no, know, three, mga three years ago nag-start ako doon. And then last year, I shifted to another niche which is tinarget ko yung mga SMEs or dito sa Singapore small medium enterprise meron din tayo sa Pinas. Target ko sila so my parang may value proposition is hey you guys you don't have you know access to mid-level and big agencies yeah. you know I work with them I'm here I can deliver that to you at the price ng SME. So it's giving SME access para yung gumawa ng Nike diba? Walang ka, hindi kaya na SME yun eh. Pero since I have access to projects like that before, not Nike, pero that big. So I offered that to SME. So in a year, yun na yun naging ano ko, uh, niche ko right now. Then that's when I started to build the YouTube kasi to support that kasi I want to help SMEs. Yes, yes. Actually, I've been, I've been following your, your content. And I'm also curious because you mentioned in our one of our conversations uh, before, actually recently, you mentioned that you don't have your own like a uh, uh, full-time team. You also outs- yep. you also get in touch with with your uh, with reliable people who you've worked with before, right? Uh, to to mm-hmm. uh, the the services. Now, how do you do- 
come up with these content? What's your content process or content creation process looks like? Just you don't have to to give us the details, but just a, a, uh, an idea how it looks like for you. In the content creation process, you know, uh, if uh, if it's if you're gonna do it the way I'm doing it, you know, you to add value to a specific group of people and with a niche, because I'm content creation, talaga, and YouTube yung niche ko. Uh, the process, the process that I would do is, um, it's like uh, two ways, you know. I have a list of evergreen content, and uh, I think you're familiar with evergreen content, where you know, any time of the year when they watch, when people watch it, they would learn from it. Like you know, how to edit on your smartphone, like my recent episode. You don't need to wait until Christmas for you to buy that. So I have like a library of those topics. Because knowing what the small, the SMEs need, I was able to formulate, you know, what topics would help these people. And then, you know, I write a script. You know, when I started in YouTube, I was not writing a script. And it's, that was really hard. Because hey, you get a lot of takes, magstumble ka. Oh yeah, right now I have a script and I have a teleprompter. So the other process is, you know, I, I, I have like two hours a week or every three to four days just reading stuff. Ano yung bago sa radar? Like my two previous uh, episodes in the ng Microsoft Teams na together mode panlaban sa Zoom. And then uh, a couple of days ago, I did a video on the new metric by YouTube. I just read about that. Mm-hmm. And what I did, kasi new, new, ano yun, new topic. Eh. So what I did, I read a lot of articles. You know, once I saw na, oh, this is a new topic. I read a lot of articles, take note. And you, you would notice, you know, once there's something new, Mm-hmm. And you search it on Google, you would notice halos pare-pareho yung pagkakasulat. <laughs> Kasi nga dahil that's a new topic, no one knows anything about it. So people just get creative. Let's say uh, YouTube released that in their support page. Uh-huh. And when I I read all the articles that came out, it's just, you know, like uh, paraphrasing what YouTube said because no one knows how how that works yet. So I do the same thing for new topics like fresh topics. I would read articles, take note, you know, how I can deliver this, not with the same exact words, but in the same manner. And I get like snippets, screenshots. So two ways of content creation. So new topics, come up with new topics. So when a new topic comes, I don't have to wait. <laughs> I will film that immediately. But yung evergreen content, ko, it's a scheduled thing. So I have like um, a day in a week just to film one evergreen content. So if I'm lucky and enough, enough time, maybe two or three videos I can film. So that, 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 that's the two approach, new and evergreen, fresh content and evergreen content. To like, uh, when, what, what I do myself is I, I go to Quora and then I see mm-hmm. which, which content or which questions are, are getting a lot or less um, answers. And then if that's something that um, I'm passionate about or I know something about, then I answer it and then I create content. Is that the same? Is that the same process with you? Yeah, but Cora is, for me, Cora is a bit too crowded. Uh, it takes time to really go through that. Although meron akong mga channels, channels ba tawag doon sa Cora, parang specific topic na gusto mo laging binabrows. I have that in Cora. Uh-huh. Pero... Uh, if you know the set of people you're really targeting, you would probably have an idea immediately, like the first mm. 20 
problems that they have. Eh. So you start you start from there. And, and the, the the challenge the challenge with Cora is ang hirap ding i-filter kasi and may mga trolls din sa Cora. Eh. So like for me because YouTube itself, you know the the, the YouTube studio, the back end of YouTube. You you're able to know what people are looking for, you know, just by going at the back end of YouTube, not going to Cora or Twitter. You would know that uh People are looking for this. People are asking this. In YouTube mismo, they would push you na uh, ipapakita sa feed mo kasi YouTube would know. YouTube reads signals. Eh. Uh -huh. So YouTube knows who's serious or not. Eh. So like me, I'm like a serious content creator. So content gets pushed to me on the homepage based on what I do. Kaya mahirap din na mag-vlog ka ng aliming kalat-kalat yung kung ano na lang maisip ng topic lagay ko sa vlog ko eh. Kasi malilito si YouTube eh. So the, the, the idea is you help YouTube know what you're doing specifically. And YouTube would help you bring your content in front of the audience. Kasi merong ano, 2 billion hours a month ang, ang kinoconsume sa YouTube. Eh. So YouTube somehow already knows who's watching what. And YouTube tells it to the creator. No need. Cora is like a sport thing. For mm -hmm. me, I use Cora after releasing. After releasing a video. Then I go to Hora <laughs> and I use that video as an answer. Oh, okay, okay. So then it, it gives it gives me it gives me traffic, parang ganon. Yeah, actually, it's it's actually a good a good strategy too. Um, so you're doing um a reverse uh yes. Oh, oh okay, that's that's interesting. I might try. Chaka part ng yung YouTube reads the signals eh. Because uh, I I did uh, I I started again So YouTube reads the signals. So let's say you uh, uploaded a video, right? So, YouTube would read what happens to that video. So, immediately, if you're doing YouTube talaga, meron parang normal routine. When you upload YouTube, share it to all your channels. You don't share it to the channels like Twitter, uh, Pinterest, Facebook, Cora, uh, or what else. Uh, you don't show it with the purpose of people to read that, per se. Because mm -hmm. of course, sa Facebook you're familiar. Ang hirap na traffic sa Facebook, di ba? Even if you have three thousand people na friends mo, sobrang konti lang yung exposure talaga ng pinopost mo. And Facebook even admits that. Eh. So mm -hmm. what YouTube does, once you're able to spread that and share that, it gives the signal to YouTube na, oh this, I this creator is helping YouTube get more you know audience by sharing it. And what YouTube does, parang Pinupush ni YouTube yung content mo sa top. So that's that's how YouTube works. Okay. Kaya if if your motivation, if if you're a content creator, you posted a video on YouTube, then you share that on Facebook, and then no likes, no share, those are vanity metrics. Eh. Mm -hmm. Maka discourage talaga yun. If you notice ang onti ng mga likes and shares ko sa Facebook, but yeah. I don't read that. You know, once you go at the back end of YouTube, like, like right now, naka open yung analytics ko. May kita mo like, Six months ago na video, there's like five people watching it right now. And it's a good thing for me. Oh, okay, okay. At least uh, you'll get more data from it and more results. You can, you can actually uh, be strategic in terms of what you need to do next because you have uh, like the data to, to follow it up, right? To, to support. Yep. Uh, okay, compared to, yep. to, to Facebook. Um, there's one thing that I'm curious about your your branding. I look at your content and um, uh, your tagline and and whatever you're doing. It's 
the word storytelling or storyteller will always show up. Why <laughs> storytelling is crucial for your clients, for your, for brands you want to help in terms of, you know, um, getting results for them? How crucial is it? Uh, it's, it's very crucial, you know, because... I mean, we all do business, different business, right? May mga nasa health, may nasa insurance, may nasa professional services, may orang mga nasa products. But at the end of the day, when, when you really study, see, I, I, did really, I really did self-study. When you study how big companies grew, you know, and how even content creators become really influential, mm-hmm. uh, you would see the dynamics in how they connect to their audience. And in and, and that phrase itself, when you say connect to your audience, even if you have the perfect product in this planet, mm-hmm. it's still a product. It's a thing. <laughs> even yeah. if you have a service, it's an experience, right? Yeah. Even if you have a mastery or a skill in anything, that's like, I can see that. But it's not enough to connect to a human being. Like, as long as... The human beings existed. The way that we connect to each other is through stories. You know? That's how you talk to a stranger and then eventually naging friend mo. Mm-hmm. You know, you started like, oh, tagasan ka, right? Oh, tagarin din naman. You know someone there? Like, you know, alam yun, there's friendships na dun nagsimula, right? When we are in school, you don't know people, you just chat. You ask stories, you tell stories. So I think for me, I, I leverage on that. I use that. Kasi I wanted to bring that component of uh, telling stories, whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing, if you are in the business of trying to keep your customers, trying to keep your clients, mm-hmm. if you are in that business, you know, and everyone is in that business, right? You should master or at least integrate telling stories. You know, instead of saying, I'm the best for I'm the best video editor in Singapore. I'm the best YouTube content creator in Singapore. Like, mm-hmm. there's another thousand people who can easily say that in a country that has five million population. But if I stand up and say, like, hey, you know, I'm here. You know, uh, you were, you're here because you want to learn how to create YouTube. I wanna, I wanna know why, why you wanna create YouTube. You know, I wanna, I wanna start conversation with you and that's you know where you build the storytelling component like what you're doing you know you want to find out more about the people you interview not just like our company because you can easily go to a website or a LinkedIn profile you would know but if you dig deeper that's where the story comes in right if your product is if your product let's say is food you know FMCG why not use stories to talk about how people consume that food so they relate, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's more about making things, services, products, skills, making it relatable using stories. Yeah. I have a follow-up question uh, to, to that, uh, Ro, because it's really interesting. And I agree with you. I can see the, the logic behind why you want to push for storytelling as part of of uh, your services or how you deliver the content or create the content for your clients. But let's say, for example, I'm an SME and I, yes, I do see the value of storytelling for my brand and for my, for mm-hmm. me reaching out to my audience. But what about my sales? Would it help me 
um, increase, at least deliver some clients or customers to, to my end if I just do storytelling with my content? Okay, that's a that's a good question. This, uh, I mean, for me, I, I have existed in Singapore for more than a decade now, so somehow I was able to sell. <laughs> so probably it works. But on a serious note, uh, on a serious note, when it comes to selling, uh, there's there's a psychology about selling. Mm. Uh, like at any given time, when someone sells you anything, you know, oh. when someone sells you anything you don't usually buy it immediately the first the first thing that our brain does is you know shuts down the brain shuts down like i don't need that you know why are you selling me that so the behavior the behavior of buying is always when i want to buy and when i'm ready to buy so it does not depend on how good the product is unless you're really rich you know na parang walang basis yung ano mo na pag may bago bili ka agad pero in general people would buy when they want to buy and when they are ready to buy. And in between that process, you know, kung sino yung product or kung sino yung services na talagang sobrang nakarelate sila, that, that is the product or the service na una nilang may isip eh. uh-huh. That is the, the, kasi for me, you know, I have, I was, as a, a true story, um, uh, an MNC contacted me just because the marketing director saw my video on uh, LinkedIn before. Mm-hmm. On LinkedIn, di pa ako nag- YouTube nun eh. Okay. So, you know, they asked me, well, uh, can you go to the office, blah, 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 things like that. You know, if I'm a traditional business owner, magre-reply agad ako. Kasi I wanna, I wanna sell eh. You mentioned right selling, right? Yeah. If I'm a traditional business owner, I would ask them, you know, what do you want from me? So I can send you some documents to review, you know, parang pitch. Uh-oh. But the MNC client just asked me to go to the office. So that's what I did. So I went to the office, mm-hmm. bringing nothing. I don't even know what they, what they want. Pero I did a review on their website. I spent a few minutes to read on the way to their office. Then when I got there, they said, oh, we watched your video on LinkedIn and we noticed that you're doing this and we want to get your... Uh, what they call this? I want to get your opinion on something that we want to do. Again, if I am a traditional business owner, that's already this client asking me to do something for them. So I have to charge them, right? Yes. So they're asking for my opinion. Again, because my in my DNA, it's about telling stories, having conversations. So, okay, what's your, what, you know, what do you want to talk about? And eventually, they talk about what they wanted to do, blah, 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 para ganun. And then, I gave them a professional opinion na, like, work five digits if I'm gonna do the, <laughs> it as a consulting service. Okay. And then, eventually, after that, okay, uh, sabi nila, we have $7,000, parang ganun, na to spend, to spare. Okay. We have $7,000 to spare for a two-minute video, sabi nila. And I think you can do this, you know, with how we were talking, how we talk to you right now. So I think you can do this. So, you know, how do, how do we proceed? So nakita mo, andun agad yung conversion. Mm-hmm. Pero that, that's not where the good news uh, ends. Sabi ko, okay, how $2,000 and you wanted two-minute uh, two video. What do you do with the video? Uh, you have $7,000 and you want two-minute video. What do you want to do with the video? Ah. And they were caught off guard. They don't, wanna, they don't know what they're going to do with the video. <laughs> 
are you going to upload it so that someone would play that and watch it and, you know, hope something happens? <laughs> so in that, what I did, you know, I took the opportunity to somehow become, to influence, you know, how they decide. Kaya, okay. I pitched something else. So I pitched them a strategy. I was pitching them a, a strategy na instead of just getting two-minute video, you know, why, why don't we do this strategy? Mm-hmm. Same amount of money because that's 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 what you can spend. Eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, after that meeting, I did around a hundred videos now for that client because because just because of telling stories. Ah. So the selling the selling the selling part really would come if 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 you don't think about selling. Eh? That's I mean that's parang yun yung gray area dun, eh? You can sell. Mm-hmm. The thing about selling is it's transactional. Eh? Even if you're able to sell, right? Mm-hmm. How do you keep that client? Na, na yung product mo, niya na. Now, how do you tell them, na, oh, maganda yung product ko? You don't. <laughs> right? The, what you do is you engage. You, and how do you engage? You tell stories. What's your work routine looks like? I, I, have, a, I have a work routine, but I don't follow it strictly. Because there, there are a lot of experts who would stay, who would say, you know, stay to your routine. You know, it's more productive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the productivity always depends on are you still enjoying your life. <laughs> oh. uh, so uh, I have a work routine, pero when I feel like not doing it or doing anything else, it, minsan I'm I'm in in the middle of a project and I'm stuck. I would go out and watch a movie <laughs> and go back. Really? Kasi in, in, instead of you know, killing myself. Because I have a dead air. You know, parang nothing's pushing me to do this. Even if it's a high-paying project, I want to do something else. So I walk out. It's either I go to a park, I watch a movie, or I eat. You know, at least two hours. I mean, a movie is two hours. There's a few block, a few blocks away from here, sa abahay may, may theater. But my gen- general routine is after I wake up, I have like a small notebook here in my table. Ah, uh, meron akong ano? Meron akong to do tsaka to don't natutunan ko to doon sa ano isang libro na binili ko to do tsaka to don't oh okay yeah may meron tayong to do list meron din akong to don't <laughs> yung mga to don't list ko ibig sabihin nun pwede ko siyang i-push hindi siya urgent huwag ko muna siyang gagawin kung pwede kong mamaya na or bukas na yan pero yung to do list ko uh, nando doon and then yung to do list ko na categorize yung pinakaayaw kong gawin para nakakainis gawin. May ganun eh. Lala mo yun. <laughs> project ka. Kahit binabayaran ka, ano ka na do this, nakakatamad ang haba-haba ng project. So, inuuna ko yun. It's, it's really rewarding kapag first first few hours of the morning nauna mo yun. And then, yung daily routine ko, meron din akong weekly routine. So, meron akong fixed day in a week where I just do reading and writing and consuming content online. No work talaga. Uh, it, I need that because my product is content. So that's the fruit of my work. So I have to plant content in myself, to myself, para, you know, I can create content. So I have that one day in the week where I just consume content. I read, watch videos, watch trainings, I write. I think I can relate. <laughs> I can relate and I would like to relate <laughs> to, your, to your routine, man. Because I, I myself, I've been struggling uh, when it comes to productivity. Yes, it, you mentioned some people would say you wake up at 5 a.m., 4 a.m. to be productive. And then you list down what you need to do, three things mm-hmm. within the day. 
and sometimes I really feel like there's there are really days when um just don't feel like doing anything or work related yep. and just yep. and and it slows you down i mean even if regular if a certain task work task would just take me let's say 30 minutes but there are days when even for that particular task it would take let's say 2 hours because i'm just not feeling like working just don't feel like working that day so and then and i feel guilty every time when i when i do that and then i i look at my to do list I don't have a to do the don't list yet. <laughs> I consider that. And when I look at the list and then I see I was only able to take off one one task during that day, even if I I was able to really enjoy, have fun, I feel guilty. So sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I think I need to also, you know, adjust the 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 good thing about having a routine. It needs to work for you, not just because one person says it works for them right so you need to like custom yes yeah that's the purpose of the routine is not like a rule of thumb eh. so may merong sa suggest na book sayo send ko mama yung picture uh, binabasa ko lagi how artists work daily rituals so magugulat ka talaga para sila paano sila public pablo picasso yung exactly sa question mo Oh. Lahat ng great artists naka-describe dito. Ang saya niyang basahin. Each artist is mga three page lang. Nakikita mo na merong isang merong isang artist dito na meron siyang specific na kinakain no? sa umaga. Pag hindi niya nakain yun, hindi siya makakapag-work. I mean, yun yun eh. Rule, rule, hindi yun rule of thumb eh. The, the end of the day, are you still enjoying what you're doing? Kaya tayo nandito as a freelancer, you know, as, 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 as an owner of our own brand. Hmm is to enjoy otherwise we we just say that the 9 to 5 work right because yeah. we cannot enjoy that eh. so we went out so if you went out freelancer kami sa lilikang company then you're not enjoying di ba balik ka na lang sa 9 to 5 must fix pa yung <laughs> must fix pa yung sweldo mo hindi ka kakabahan at the end of the month walang client na magbabayan kasi yeah are you still enjoying that that's that's what i would ask myself okay. And about that book, is it like a PDF uh, file? Or, uh, I don't know. I think I think they have this in Amazon as an ebook. Pero yeah, kasi I love I love books na hinahawakan ko. Masaya pa rin ako na kaya ang dami kong kaalat sa bahay. Masaya pa rin ako sa papel. <laughs> I see. Iba pa rin how I process the info kung hawak ko yung papel libro. Can you also share the title of that book um, within this uh <laughs> Conversation, bro. So, okay, ang, ang title niya is Daily Rituals, How yeah. Artists Work. So, uh, compilation siya ni, ang pangalan na nag-compile si Franz Kafka. Parang Frank Zappa eh. May <laughs> ibang spelling. Franz Kafka. Okay, so, sinulat, sinulat niya to. Ano siya? Makapal. Hardcover. Oh, okay. So, dito, dito lahat ng pwede mong, iba hindi mo kilala. Pero makaka-relate siya. Say, oh, may artist. May artist. Uh, ganito. Ito, tulad nito. I, I just opened a page, no? There's this artist, illustrator, in 1949. Wakes up at 6 a.m. na yung kama niya. And then, he reads the obituaries. <laughs> That's how he starts his work, eh. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, amazing. Yeah. I mean, whatever he gets from that. That's what he does. Obituaries. Okay, that's creepy, man. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> creepy. <laughs> if that works yeah. for him, it's it's yes. For him. Yeah. And 
Yeah, for him. Kaya nga ano, talagang dapat unique sa ano, unique sa sa What would make you end up enjoying what what you do? And I really enjoyed our conversation. I would want to extend this further, Pasana, but I know where we have a limited time. But hopefully, in the future, we'll have future episodes then with you. Um, yeah, sure, no problem. Thanks uh, then for inviting me. Yeah, L- let me know sangkot mapapahingan so I can laugh at myself. <laughs> it's one way of me enjoying things. <laughs> for those, for brands, or pe- for people who want to reach out to you, and uh, if you want to know more about your services and what you do or your content, how can they reach you? How can they find you? Okay, so meron akong website, uh, yung yung frame three one six dot com, and mm. then nakalink naman dun yung YouTube channel ko, and then I write a lot of blogs then, and then you would see what I do. Pero if you're really a YouTube buff, search mo lang yung Frame 316 Media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully, you're able to learn things from what I teach and yep, and help you grow. The, the purpose of the channel is to help uh, small business owners grow their brands through video. That's the specific goal. So that wraps up our show. That's it for now, and thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you'll join me again next time here on Digitally Matters. This has been Ray Baguio, and until next time, ciao!